Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today we have a guest on. Her name is Chelsea. We recorded this a few weeks ago. I'm a little behind on my podcast schedule, but she is awesome. She is very kind. She's a teacher. She's a coach. And through the pandemic, she started a podcast where she has other coaches on and they talk about their faith and they talk about um, their faith and faith and coaching um, all together. So she has a great story to tell and I hope you guys enjoy. God bless. Okay, we're recording. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chelsea Johnson Muir. I am from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't also say Midway, Florida, which is right outside of Tallahassee. Um, and I'm an educator and a coach at Amos B. Guy High School in Tallahassee, Florida, um, and just a child of God who just loves to reach whoever she can. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And so you are a coach and I kind of found you in a way through our podcast. We connected because of our co- podcast. That's right. And can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, sure. So the podcast is called The Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. And it just organically happened, to be honest with you. It started at the very beginning of the pandemic. So, you know, all of us coaches and in all our respective places, the world stopped. And this was different. No one that lives right now can say they've been in this before. And, you know, I was just thinking and God gave me an idea to just get together. You saw coaches doing podcasts on plays and X's and O's and recruiting, but there was nothing there about like filling the cup of coaches, about faith, right? About how to stay in the word in the midst of what we see and how to help these coaches stay in the word so that we can help those that we lead. So, you know, I started a Bible plan, which I always do. And I did it on coaching, which was that portion was new for me. I would do it on other things, but coaching, I had never done a devotional on that. And then I asked people on Twitter, have a following from coaches. I said, I'm going to do this seven day Bible plan. Who would like to join me? And before I knew it, all of these coaches was like, I'll join, I'll join. And we ended up having 50 coaches do a week long um, devotion, just talking to one another, giving ideas. And one of the coaches at the time who's become a really good friend of me, his name is Ty uh, Garth. He was like, can we get on and talk about this? Like the notes are great, but let's talk put together a Zoom. And for that week, I picked a coach for each day, starting with amazing coaches of all sports, NCAA, NAIA sports. And they came on and just had a conversation about the devotion. Once the week was over, it was like, okay, so we want to keep doing this. And so here we are. I was just texting today and messaging today that we are a few weeks shy of a year. And so we do them live. We do them in a fellowship Zoom together. But we also recorded for the podcast. So we're coming up on a year of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, and it's been nothing short of amazing. That is amazing. Do you just do it for the coaches, or do you also teach children, or do you add it into your coaching, or what's up? So it's a blend. So it is coaches, it's athletes, it's athletic professionals, anybody in the athletic and leadership roles, right? And so sometimes we infuse um, my athletes and my students, but of course, naturally, if they are athletic coaches in a collegiate world, because I'm in high school sports, it gets a little dicey there. But we have had on, um, like, for instance, Damon West. 
amazing speaker, amazing professor. He gives a story all the time of the coffee. And if you haven't read his book, you don't know his story, look him up. And so he was one of the ones of many that my could get on and talk about. And he just speaks about his journey of going from being a college athlete uh, to making decisions in life that landed him in prison. And he talks about his life once he was in prison got out of prison but the life lesson was the coffee bean that the egg and water gets hard the carrot gets soft but a coffee bean changes the water and we have to be change agents and so when I get people on like that I definitely infuse my students and my athletes to just hear that there is greater outside of the walls that they see so it's just been amazing the connections I've been able to make and networking to not only help coaches but help the young people that'll follow us. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen any coaches that maybe uh, weren't believers or maybe they were believers, but they um, weren't really in the word? Have you seen anyone like convert or like become interested? Well, I wouldn't say convert more or less, but what I would say is you'll hear my tagline always say normalizing coaches and leaders of faith. And what happens is, and I'm pretty sure you see this too, that faith is something that's a real touchy subject, either A, because we have different faiths, right? Um, B, the job title that I may hold may not agree with me being so upfront and forthcoming, right? Or C, you know, the divide between church and state where here I am a public teacher and I have to be mindful of what I say. But what this, you know, platform has done is work to normalize that to uh, grow in their faith. You see coaches and leaders every day that was like, well, you know, you know, of course I believe in God, but I, I've never really been in the word as much as I have been over this past year. Or, you know, I get testimonies and messages in these conversations with people. And it's just like, you know, the, the best one was probably one of the coaches had a conversation with me. And of course we remain nameless, but basically just talked about a life event that um, allowed them to just kind of veer from God. I was actually angry with God, if we say, and we've all had those moments. And just in this time, being able to reconnect with him. And so I'm just so thankful for this platform because that's what I hear and see all the time. People who, A, you know, wanted to be deeper in their faith. Um, you have people who have explored other um, religions. And this is kind of, you know, sealed the deal for them that this is truly where their belief system is. Um, but not only that, just kind of helping them to be able to walk a better path to not only believe, but help the young people that they believe believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. How long have you been a Christian for? Ooh, over 20 years. So, um, you know, I grew up in the church, you know, and everybody's journey is different. But I grew up in the church and my I'm talking about mom had us there. And most say every Sunday, no, every time it opened. So Sunday, Wednesday, sometimes multiple times, if it was a different program, my grandparents were the chairman, mother and chairman deacon of the church. And so you know, we were actually, it wasn't like thrown in our face, but that was how we grew up, you know? But one of the things my mom and my grandparents always told me is they want me to know God for myself. Um, they never pressured us about when we would choose to accept Christ as our personal savior. It was just their job to expose us. That's what they said. It's my job to expose you of who he is, um, but you will make this decision on your own. And actually it was the summer of 97. I was 11 and it just, you know, I would always hear people talk about their journey and when they knew and there really is no words for it. It's just a feeling. Everybody is different, but he came into my heart. And ever since that day, you know, you really are changed. You know, people say, I look at my hands and my hands look new. And I remember being a kid and saying, do they? And it's not that, it's just the way that you think, you know, just changes the way that you feel your heart. It, it just changes because you know who you are. And you know, like I said, over 20 years, and, and I truly apply that in every aspect of my life. 
Yeah, absolutely. He softens your heart and renews your mind and he does yeah. so much and he's definitely done that with me as well. It's really cool that you have combined, um, or not combined because obviously I, from my perspective, God comes first, but you are able to combine, you know, God and coaching. How has, um, since you've been starting these devotionals and this podcast, how has, um, God changed your way of coaching? Has it changed at all? Or how do you think a different way while coaching? You know, I would say it gave me more patience. I was always a patient person, um, but you do, you do start to learning, right? You know, the more that you learn and the more that you grow, not just in the word, but also to, you know, with those that you're learning from, you, you start to see that, okay, maybe that just isn't the best way that I was going about that. You know, not only that, my players, because they've been able to experience experience this role with me, you know, and be able to meet some of these athletes and leaders with me and sit on same calls with me, it changed their perspectives in their hearts too. You even have some of my young ladies who, they, you know, may grow up in the church and go, but they were at the stage that, like I said, my parents and grandparents had me in where I go to church but I haven't figured that out on my own. And so this path has been amazing because yeah, I've always been a whole right? And so I, I care about winning. I care about the sport. I care about you being better. However, I would never sacrifice the player to lose the child, you know? And so I tell people that they're student athletes for a reason. They're people first. And this has helped me have more patience in that portion. And what I mean by that is sometimes it, it is deeper than what the eye sees, Right. But we have to understand that God has entrusted us as, as coaches. God has entrusted, have entrusted us with his most prized possessions, right? Children, you know, and to be in that spot is, you know, there's a mentor of mine, Brittany Ezel. She's amazing. And she would always say, most of us say we have to. And what a difference God makes in you when you recognize, no, it's an honor and a pleasure to serve. You get to, you get to, you don't have to do anything. You get to. And it's an honor to coach. And so, you know, as I delve into the word, he gives me more patience to be able to know that, yeah, you know, sometimes it gets frustrating, but it's bigger than that. Through this ball, I'm teaching you things that I need them to know about life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do your students listen to the podcast? They do. That's, the, that's you know, what's the great part about it? So, you know, some of them did it. I started as just tell them, hey, this is what I do. Some of them saw me on social media. So it's like, do you, is that, are you the same person? You know, so all of them kind of found out in different ways. And, you know, if I think it's something that once it's recorded, that that message is like, ha, this is going to be really good for them. I'll tell them. I never force them. I feel that it is something that they should voluntarily want to do. But the amazing part is once they hear one, a lot of them will come back and say, oh, you know, coach, I listened to such and such, the one you had, and that was awesome. I never knew that. And it just makes my heart so full that this podcast and the reach of these coaches and leaders can reach older and younger generations to help them. And these are people that, I don't know, they may not have ever been able to meet. We're talking about people like Coach Kelly Graves at Oregon. We're talking about WNBA and Hall of Famers, Cheryl Swoops. These are what our young people here in the school that I teach is Hideaway Institution, where some of our babies may not ever leave this city. Right? They're not exposed. And so they're getting NBA, WNBA, NCAA coaches that they see on TV talk to their teacher. And so once they get beyond that, it's like, this is crazy. And they get the meat and potatoes of this conversation. It's like, wow. Okay, you tell me this all the time. My parent tells me this all the time. Well, here's this person who's saying this, 
maybe I need to start listening. And it's been amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. It definitely sounds like uh, planting seeds and whatnot for for them. Um, Have you heard any other stories of other coaches having experiences um, different with their with their teams, maybe thinking a different way or helping children within the word? Oh, for sure. And that's been an amazing part because we really do all the time. We pick each other's brains even after the call. So what the amazing part is once say a speaker is finished, but they love the connection and fellowship, because it's not just me talking, you know, after I'm finished kind of talking and I open the floor, right, for others to share and ask questions and, you know, give their comments. And so you'll hear somebody say, well, you know, hey, in my program at Duke, this is what I do. I'm in SCA at my program at Texas Tech, and this is what I do. And then we begin to just share, and it becomes this huge just board. I wish you could see the notebooks that we all have over the past year of just sharing and learning. And, you know, it's even been amazing that, you know, a coach, he's in Iowa. All these places just throw me. And getting some of our student athletes together to, to join in just fellowship and leadership courses together to meet people that they probably would never meet. And it's amazing that the pandemic had such a way that seemed negative, but Zoom brought a lot of connections and networking that could have. So I would say for sure, um, coaches are receiving a lot of nuggets on how to better, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, but to be able to inspire and give methods to their young ladies and their young men on how to follow and see Christ. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love hearing that. Um, I actually didn't have that many more questions for you. So I, to be honest with you, I never, like, I think this is really cool what you're doing. And I think it's interesting. I never, like I played sports a little bit, but I never got into sports and I didn't know how sports and God, like it just never thought to me that you could mix or not mix them together, but you know, like have that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting too is so recently I like, um, apply to a job at this place where that's what they do. It's like a ministry, um, for like, I don't know if it's just for coaches, but it's like helping children on different teams. Um, and then you pray with the coaches and you do Bible study with the coaches. Like that would have been kind of like my job. Um, if I get it or whatever, whatever, I don't know what's going to happen with that. That doesn't matter. But I thought that was kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and it was, it's nice to listen to you talk just because I don't really, I'm never was like a huge sport person, but it's really cool to hear that combination. Um, and I also hear people say like, Oh, like on Sundays, people don't go to church, but they'll watch sports. And so it's nice that you can put that together. For sure. And that all the reason that you just spoke about, were the things that kind of went through my head and that I kind of threw off, you know, different people and my brother. And it was just like, there's not that many spaces, you know, there's some, but there's not that many spaces where you truly can get to a place where I keep using this word normalize, like where you feel comfortable, you feel okay. You'll hear, we would always say you hear athletes and as soon as somebody wins award, right. Or as soon as they win a championship and they get on the camera and you know, the journalist says, you know, how do you feel? What do you want to say? And of course, at length, the first, it's almost automatic if, they, if they're a believer is, well, I first just want to give honor to God, right? And that part's automatic. That part's automatic. So how do we make the walk automatic? How do we make people more comfortable recognizing that it's not so much of me having to write or wear a shirt, it's in my walk, right? And it's not that I have to just shout it from the rooftops, it's in my walk. And those are the things that we've been able to do. And it's, it's, it's just amazing. Like you said, people love sports. 
and it levels the playing field, right? Because it kind of brings us all together, um, no matter the wins and losses, to recognize that we appreciate the positions, the positions of the wins, the positions of the titles that we receive as coaches, but we can't forget who positioned us there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like how you said that. Is there anything else you want to share? Anything uh, specific, important that you can think of that you think everyone like would like to listen and hear? Well, I know for me, a lot of times, and I tell people this too, and I've been able to share my story um, on platforms such as yours and even on the servant leader that, you know, my passion, a lot of my passion, I do believe, I used to always say, you know, I got, I know God spared my life for a reason and I'm a brain aneurysm survivor. Um, so as I was an athlete, um, you know, typically fit, I mean, hello, I'm a college athlete, I'm fit. And, you know, of course had, you know, passed out of the game and it led to, um, you know, a lot of testing and all that good stuff. And after some testing, realized I had an unruptured brain aneurysm. And so, you know, we know, if you know the numbers, one in 50 uh, a brain aneurysm, one in 50 people, they have a ruptured brain aneurysms. And to, to recognize that his word was being lived in me, I always would hear people in their testimonies, right? I would always hear people say, you know, by stripes, you're already healed. And to realize like, you gift. I made it to college, I'm playing ball, I'm healthy why now? But I took it all the way back to when I was a kid and my, my mom and my grandparents would say, you know, we gave you the foundation, but you have to know them for yourself. And we talk about beauty for ashes all the time. And that was one of those moments where a lot of times it's those moments in life that derail us, right? Man, I'm in this great place. I'm doing well. I'm playing the game that I love and you would do this to me, right? That's the, oftentimes the part where believers derail or move, or don't understand, right? And mm -hmm. so I'm so blessed to share that testimony and story of his healing powers in me because it was one of the things that gave me the best passion for what I do every day is that, you know, there's a song say, old school, I'm living this life just to live again. That's what we're doing, right? We're in the land of the dying to get to the land of the living, right? My reward is not here. And so, you know, even though it was hard in those moments, like every day, even now, I look back and this was, you know, 10 years ago, but even now I look back and when I share that story, it just still amazes me how good God is that he would take this person in this vessel. He didn't do it to me. That wasn't something he did to me. He did it for me. And so when I'm able to share that story, you know, we can tell people how good God is. We can tell people his ability. But My mom used to always say, we're like, we're from Missouri, the show me state. People have to have that tangible understanding that he can do it, right? I tweeted today and I said, you know, in order to grow our faith, we have to be around faithfulness, right? And so when people go through things and it's, why do you love God so much? Why do you, under how can you say that? I've been there, right? I know he's a healer because he did it for me, right? And, and it's just amazing to tell that story. And I, I'm thankful every day, even to get the honor to share that testimony whenever I can, because the, the vow that I said was, Christ, I want to know you. And they tell me you're a healer, but I want to know that for myself. So work your word in me. And if you do that, I'll be your mouthpiece. So opportunities even just to speak to you and every moment that I get on the Servant Leader podcast, it just makes me laugh and smile at God because we don't see it when he's working and we don't understand it. We're in the midst of it, but he is working. He didn't say that all things would be good. It will work for our good. So in the midst of that, it's not going to feel good, but they work together for our good. And the servant leader coach's Bible study was good. This conversation, even with you, it's good. And I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have had that connection and that relationship if it wasn't for that struggle and that trial. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That yeah, is, sure. yeah, amazing. He is such a healer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can people find you if they want to find you, your podcast, social media, whatever you would like? For sure. So um, if you're a YouTuber, uh, we are on the Severant Leader Coaches Bible Study. It'll pop right up all of the um, but of course, if you're a podcast person like me, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, honestly, any Spotify platform, um, a podcast platform that you use, iHeartRadio, it's on there, right? There's some that popped up and I didn't know that existed, but hey, we're on there, right? Um, if you're a social media person, I stream there too. I am at the Chelsea F on Twitter. And that's where majority of the time I put all of the shows that are upcoming on Twitter. You can follow me. I follow back and I stay engaged. And I'm also on Facebook, Chelsea F. Muir, M-U-I-R, and we stream the shows on there too. So I would love to connect, love to share this story and this podcast with anybody that's wanting to listen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to share this information and uh, yeah, talk about, you know, what you do, coaching and God, and it's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I thank you for this opportunity. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get back to you soon. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Chelsea and I talk today. I hope you learned something new. I hope you check out her podcast. She has such a great energy. She is so kind and she shares the word of God. And I think it's amazing that she is sharing the word of God and talking about God with other coaches, as well as um, some of her athletes as well or listening to her podcast. I think that's awesome. I think it's so cool planting those seeds and yes. So check it out. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.